Hello from ABA Annual Meeting 2017 in New York City. I'm Lawrence Coletti. I'm Chad Burton. And I'm Andy Perlman. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us again for our ABA annual coverage for the uh, annual meeting here in New York City. That's the Big Apple, Midtown Manhattan at the Hilton. And we have a special show today because uh, by way of chance and circumstances, we ran into Chad Burton from Cura Legal. And we ran into uh, Dean Andy Perlman from Suffolk University School of Law. And uh, they have a uh, show that they want to do. And I'm going to go ahead and hand the hosting duties over to Chad Burton. All right. Well, thank you. Hi, Andy. Hey, Chad. So we are here in the middle of ABA Annual, all the excitement in New York City, and right in the middle of Center for Innovation Programming. And so let's take the next little bit to talk about the Center for Innovation. Can you maybe start off and talk about your role as chair and what we do in the center? Sure. Well, let me back up a a little bit and talk about where the Center for Innovation came from. Even Uh, better. Yeah. So there was this Commission on the Future of Legal Services that the ABA had established, and it finished its work last year. It issued a report, but you know we didn't want the report to sit on the shelf. It was a recommendation to carry on the work of the commission in a more sustainable way and something that would really have an impact. And the Center for Innovation was one of the recommendations in that report. Uh, and the ABA and the Board of Governors of the ABA made a very good strategic decision uh, to create the Center for Innovation last year. So the Center for Innovation has been around for just about under a year at this point. Uh, and I'm the chair of the Governing Council, which is kind of like the volunteer group of the center, and there are also uh, paid staff who are uh, pursuing the, the center's work. So uh, that's where the center came from and, and uh, how it's staffed up at the moment. Cool. So let's maybe talk, dive into what the center's doing. So let's start with what's happening here at ABA Annual. And we've had a couple programs going on. Could you tell the folks about what we've been doing here? Sure. So uh, what we've been doing is holding a couple of events that are intended to spotlight innovations in the delivery of legal services. And at the same time, we're having a meeting of our council to push along a number of initiatives that will actually move the needle on innovation and the delivery of legal services. So with regard to the with regard to the programs that we've been putting on, there have been two. One was on fines and fees. There's this huge problem in the United States that many people are not aware of, which is that uh, people who are uh, subject to fines and fees as a result of various offenses have trouble paying them, and that can cause a cascade of legal and financial problems, sometimes resulting in incarceration. And what we uh, had was a panel the other day, moderated by CNN's Van Jones, came in, talked about uh, what the problems are and what some of the innovation solutions, innovative solutions are to this very difficult uh, set of problems. And then this afternoon, we had a series of TED-style talks designed to put a spotlight on innovations in different parts of the legal industry. And when we say innovation, it's not always just technology. It can be other kinds of solutions. Uh, And we wanted to really help the public, the ABA, uh, understand what some of these solutions are to help get the word out and hopefully uh, replicate them. And then finally, we have our council meeting uh, tomorrow, and we are going to be talking about a range of different projects that we've been taking on uh, in, the, in the course of our work. So I'm really excited uh, that we're going to be doing that as well. So bottom line, a lot, lot on our plate. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, let's talk about some of the projects as we, uh, second part of this discussion. Um, 
We've got a fellows class starting here this month within a couple weeks, I believe. Uh, could you tell folks about the uh, Center Fellows Program, about what we're doing there? Yeah, so the, the center's work really takes uh, three different forms. One is this fellows program, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, another are programs and events like the ones I was just uh, describing on fines and fees and the Innovation Spotlight event. And the third are programs and initiatives that we've been pushing forward that are actually having an impact. So regarding the fellows program, the idea here is that we want to bring people to the ABA in Chicago, uh, spend some time working on projects that make a difference. So what we're going to have is uh, a number of next-gen fellows. These next-gen fellows are relatively recent law school graduates who are going to come to the ABA for a year to work on projects drawing on the substantive expertise of the ABA as well as our innovation and tech collaborators who will help them advance various projects in the delivery of legal services and really transform the work in a very specific area. So those next-gen fellows are going to get the benefit of this experience and hopefully go on to do terrific things after having acquire this knowledge and move forward a project. We also have innovation fellows, and the innovation fellows are people from uh, who have been out for a longer period of time, who are more seasoned professionals. An example here is the North Carolina Bar Association, the North Carolina Administrative Office of the Courts, and the North Carolina Supreme Court are sponsoring a fellow to come to the center for a couple of months to work on a project that will help the court system do its work better, faster, and cheaper. So we have all of these these different kinds of arrangements in our fellows program. And a final one that I want to spotlight uh, is Microsoft has sponsored a fellow to come to the ABA, go through our boot camp, which is a kind of legal tech and innovation training program. And that person then will be seconded to Microsoft's headquarters in Washington to work on a partnership that Microsoft has with the Legal Services Corporation and Pro Bono Net to build out a series of portals that are designed to be kind of a one-stop shop for people who are in need of legal services. So really exciting array of fellowship uh, opportunities, uh, and those folks are all going to be arriving later this month. Yeah, and a, kind of a nice tie-in to the events we're doing here. Jim Salmon, the president of LSC, talked about the portal during our innovation program today. So it's all kind of tying nicely together. Yeah. Um, so we've hit a little bit on events. We've hit on the fellows. Maybe could you touch on some of the, the other programs that we're working on in the center? Sure. There are a wide range and diverse array of programs that we're taking on. One example is a hate crimes initiative. Uh, and the idea behind this is people are, uh, there's been a real spike in hate crimes around the country and, and people are wanting more information. What is a hate crime? What's a bias incident? Uh, and we thought, well, there could be an app for that. There might be a way to use technology to spread the word more easily uh, about these kinds uh, of events. And we were very fortunate that a member of our council, Mark Chandler, the uh, general counsel of Cisco, was able to come up with $25,000 to help support this initiative. And I'm talking to the uh, company or the owner of the company, uh, Cura Legal, who's helping to build this application. So thank you, Chad for your work on this effort uh, to really uh, to, to develop this initiative. And so we're going to be talking about that uh, tomorrow during our council meeting. And that's just one example. Uh, some others uh, that I think are really impactful. In Louisiana, there's this widespread initiative called Floodproof. People were devastated by flooding in Louisiana last year. And what, uh, what was discovered was many people had trouble compiling the information they needed 
to apply for FEMA assistance. There was no easy way to do it. Well, there's an app for that too. And the idea was the center, in coordination with a number of collaborators, such as uh, Stanford's uh, Design School, uh, worked on the development of an app that will allow people to collect the information that they need to apply for FEMA assistance and do it uh, more efficiently than making many visits uh, to a lawyer. Uh, we're working on other projects as well, such as uh, Miranda. Uh, you think, what, well, what kind of innovation can there be in the right. context of Miranda warnings? Well, turns out quite a lot. Well, many times when people are arrested, they don't speak English. Uh, and they, uh, if a police officer speaks a Miranda warning in English, they have no idea what it means. And that's not really fulfilling uh, somebody's constitutional rights. So the idea is, what if you gave a police officer a mobile device that could translate Miranda warnings into other languages and perhaps depict it uh, using pictographic images or other methods to make sure that people understand the rights that they have when they're arrested. That's just a very small sampling, and I know we don't have uh, you know three hours for right. this program. Yeah, we have a lot of things uh, so, going on. Uh, so yeah. I'm going on here, uh, but that gives you a flavor, as you know, for some of the programs that we're taking That's on. That's great, and yeah, it's good overview. And one of the things that we've heard a lot with the center, um, or when folks have talked about the center, is the the group that was that's been gathered, the volunteer group, and the uh, the staff that have been brought together to kind of get this kicked off and get it moving. Um, can you give folks an idea of you know, who's involved in the the leadership of the center? Because it's it's a really nice wide array of people w within the industry and outside the industry to push innovation in the legal profession. Yeah, I think that's really critical. If we're going to have innovation in the delivery of legal services, it can't just be a bunch of lawyers, right? right? We really need to have perspectives outside of the legal industry. I'll just give you a couple of examples of people on our council who fit that description. We're very fortunate to have Sandy Pentland uh, from MIT, one of the world's leading computer scientists on our council. Uh, we, we have Dennis Weil, who's the dean of the IIT Design School. Uh, was uh, previously at McDonald's, thinking about innovation in the context of McDonald's. Somebody brings a completely different perspective to our work. So folks like that are extraordinarily helpful. And then we have people who are legal tech and innovators uh, within our own industry. You're a great example of that. Marty Smith, who's the, the center's vice chair, is another example who's innovated in, in, in numerous ways over the course of his career. Uh, we have Ed Walters from uh, Fastcase, who's, who's on our governing council. And then we have uh, leaders of various kinds. Uh, on our council, so uh, deans of law schools. We've got the dean of Northwestern, uh, Dan Rodriguez, the uh, the outgoing dean of Harvard, uh, Martha Minow. Uh, we have Jim Sandman, who is the president of the Legal Services Corporation. Uh, you know, I've already mentioned Mark Chandler. Uh, so it's just a really terrific group of people who are contributing to our efforts, each of whom are, are bringing a slightly different expertise. And I've really only touched on, on a few of the wonderful people who are contributing to our efforts. Yep, absolutely. And great on the volunteer side, but um, I think one of the other strengths of the, the center is the, the, actual, the ABA staff who are running this on a day-to-day -day basis and you know, boots on the ground. Can you talk a little bit about... What who they are and what they're doing. Absolutely, I mean they're they're you know they're carrying the laboring war here in terms of actually moving our work along. So um, Janet Jackson, uh, who used to be in the ABA president's office, we're so fortunate to have her as the managing director. We've got Jeff Burkhardt, who is doing terrific work in criminal justice reform and innovation as the deputy director. Sarah Glassmeyer is our project manager, manager specialist, and Lin Lenita Thomas uh, handling all sorts of really challenging administrative work for us. 
us. So we've got four staffers who are really just knocking the cover off the ball in terms of moving the center forward. Uh, all of the stuff that I've described from the fellows program to the projects and initiatives to the events that we're putting on would really would not be possible without their support. Great. So maybe as a, a way to kind of wrap this up, one of the nice concepts around the center is that it, this isn't just an inside out kind of uh, initiative. We're really looking for folks to bring ideas that we can help accelerate perhaps. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what would be a good way for if somebody has some form of an innovative idea or concept that they think would be good for the center, uh, how should they approach us to get plugged in? I think they just contact us directly. First of all, go to the ABA Center for Innovation website. Um, ABACenterforinnovation.org has the contact information for everyone involved uh, with the center, reaching out that way. Uh, another way to get involved is uh, we've created an innovation clearinghouse. And the concept here is we want to know what's going on in the industry. We know parts of what's going on in the industry, but we certainly don't know all of it. And we want to find uh, create a place that helps people understand what's happening. And, and the way that one way we do that is if people tell us. Uh, so that website is called abainnovationclearinghouse.org. You can go there. You can find what we've already assembled. If we're missing something, let us know. Perfect. All right. Well, I think we've covered the center in a nutshell very quickly. Thank you, Andy, for joining us today. And I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do next. Well, you did a great job awesome. hosting. <laughs> So I just had uh, one last little follow-up question before we close it out. You know, obviously we've left some contact information for the organizations, but if our listeners want to reach out to you personally, how can they reach you? Let's start with uh, Dean, Dean Perlman. Sure. Uh, you can reach out to me by email, aperlman, A-P-E-R-L-M-A-N at suffolk.edu. How about you, Chad? I guess a couple ways. One, email cburton at curolegal.com or Twitter is generally entertaining, which it, my Twitter name thing is at Chad E. Burton. Are you going to tell them what that stands for? <sighs> Apparently it um, stands can I guess? for... Can I guess? Oh, the E part? Yeah, I'm just going to guess. Go for it. Uh, Egan. Man, you're good. Oh. It's also <laughs> been identified actually by the person sitting next to me, Lawrence, as Sade Burton. So that's my other, that's my legal name. And the legal <laughs> industry name is Sade Burton. Or Chade, depending upon who it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guests for joining us and also our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. Great job, guys. That's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay. being invited back, Chad. <laughs> if you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.